listening to Snow Life, a National Post podcast featuring true tales of the Canadian winter. I'm Monica Rosecca. Winter is starting to wind down, and there's something about the tail end of the season that inspires a bit of nostalgia. Maybe it's because things slow down a bit in winter. You have a bit more time to pause and reflect. So this week, we decided to take a look back on the winters that have come before. I spoke to a number of National Post personalities, columnists and reporters alike, to hear about their childhood memories of winter. We've got stories of snow days, small towns, and big backyard rinks. Here's columnist Christy Blatchford with a tale of bribery and skating lessons. I remember it as a child, endless days of bright sunshine, bright blue skies, and bitterly cold temperatures. I grew up in a town called Rwanda. It's a place about 50 clicks from the Ontario border in Quebec, in northwestern Quebec. Very nice part of the country, actually. A small town when I was growing up there was, I don't know, maybe 30,000 max. And very cold, long, bright winters. We usually got the first snow, uh, you know, certainly by October, I would say. Sometimes the snow didn't leave until May. I was born and raised in that, that small town. I'm very proud of it because it's, it was a wonderful place to grow up. And it, it was a particularly wonderful place to grow up probably in the winter because the winters were so long. And they, it seemed like there was so much to do, you know. My dad uh, ran uh, the rec- rec- recreation center or the rec, as everybody called it. It was, Ruanaranda was a uh, company town. There used to be a lot of these in Canada, but there aren't anymore. We're Naranda Mines Limited, which ran the copper mine that was there and the smelter that went along with it. Owned many of the houses that we all lived in, which they rented back to us at ridiculously cheap rents. I think our rent was 80 bucks a month uh, for a house. And they also built and owned the recreation center, which was a hockey rink, a curling rink, uh, gymnasium, various weight rooms, badminton courts. I mean, it was an incredible thing, actually, in those days. Anyway, my dad was the manager of that place when, from the age, I guess I was about eight, eight years old when he got that job. It was fantastic to be a, a kid with a father who ran a hockey rink. I mean, come on. People, my friends used to say, oh, her dad's the owner of the rink. You know, well, he wasn't, of course. He was just an employee, but it was fabulous. And I got to go to all the hockey games, the skating carnivals, the wrestling matches in the summer. I got to go free because my dad, my dad was the manager. So it was, it was terrific. It was the best job in the world. As it happens, I hated skating. I did it very badly. My uh, old man had to bribe me to even take skating lessons and go in this carnival, which I think I did one year. And I, you know, it was just incredibly, um, bogus on my part. I mean, I I think I managed to stay upright, uh, maybe did shoot the duck, you know, where you get down on one knee and your one leg goes out straight. So I was the least talented athlete the Naranda Figure Skating Club ever saw, but I, I did go for one year. Made damn sure he paid me the money that he promised, too, because uh, I hated it. Weak ankles, bent over in my skates, found it very painful and tiresome. Uh, My parents moved to uh, Toronto when I was 16. Obviously, I came with them. My dad got a a job running a hockey rink in North Toronto. The rink is called North Toronto Memorial Arena, and it's still there, too, and it's still a great hockey rink. When I worked at the Toronto Star years ago, I played on their hockey team for a half season, 
And in the entire half season, I neither once touched the puck or uh, another player. So I realized I wasn't any better. And I gave up Toronto now where it's cold and snowy one day and two days later, there's no snow in the snow in the streets up there. The snow stayed for six months mm-hmm. and it would crunch under your feet. It was a really lovely sound. Nobody used uh, salt or anything. You just wore it down through footsteps. I remember walking to hockey games, big, important hockey games, with my dad after dinner, holding his hand and listening to the snow crunch under our feet. It was lovely. Emily Jackson, who hosts NP Radio, grew up in Alberta, though it's definitely a small world because her mom also grew up in Noranda, Christy Blatchford's small town. Here's Emily with her memories of a very unusual snow day. So I grew up in Calgary, and the winters in Calgary are a bit different than the rest of Canada. It is so, so, so cold, but it doesn't get as much snow as you might get in other parts of the country. So the winters will be, you know, up to minus 40 below and very icy, very windy. There are these Chinooks that come by every once in a while, and these are warm winds that blow over the Rocky Mountains, and it brings with it warm weather, and everything tends to melt in this. So because of this weather where it's so cold all the time, but snow isn't always a given, we didn't really get that many snow days growing up as kids. But I remember the very first time we did get a snow day, and it was on St. Patrick's Day in 1998, and I was about 11 years old, and suddenly Calgary gets one of the biggest snowstorms in the city's history for that time of year, for springtime. And no one no one from the city was equipped to deal with snow in the middle of March. Nonetheless, that much snow. We got almost two feet of snow in some parts of the city. And I just remember, first of all, we didn't have to go to school, which was amazing. We got to stay home for the day because the roads were just completely shut down. There were no snow plows ready to go. No one was out. So apparently downtown was just a ghost town. But in my little neighborhood, which was, you know, your typical Canadian suburban neighborhood, all the kids were home. So we just spent the day outside, put on our snowsuits. I remember just lying in the snow. We had snowball fights. We built these massive forts between our houses and had these competitions with our brothers almost to see who could build the biggest forts. On that snow day, I remember seven kids in my neighborhood that were around my age, all my next door neighbors. There's this amazing photo of us all lying in our snowsuits on the front lawn, not, not needing to worry about cars or any traffic coming by because there were no cars or traffic that day. Cars couldn't even get out of driveways. There was really no point even in shoveling the snow, I remember our parents were putting up this almost futile activity of taking turns trying to keep the driveway shoveled when there was really no point to it. And it just goes back as one of the most most fun winter days in Calgary. I remember even the adults were so happy to have this opportunity to see this crazy amount of snow in a city where that's maybe not always the case. Calgary doesn't get a lot of crazy snowstorms like that where there's a lot of snow, but it definitely does snow a lot in Calgary. Don't don't get me wrong here, it's still Canada and it's still a wintry city, but because of that, usually the city can handle the snow. Apparently it was one of the only times that the St. Patrick's Day festivities were really shut down in the city due to weather incidents, um, but I do remember when we finally went inside to warm up, 
we had a little bit of a dance party. You know, we were young girls, and the Spice Girls were in their heydays. So this is my winter snowy memories of snowsuits and Spice Girls in Calgary. That feeling of freedom that you can get in this massive snowfall when everything is just blanketed, and it feels very peaceful and very playful in a way that, in a way that really, I really remember. Some kids never really got snow days, they just toughed it out. Here's Financial Post columnist Terence Corcoran talking about what life was like during his school days in Montreal. Well, I grew up in uh, the east end of Montreal, Rosemount, which is uh, a working-class neighborhood near some uh, railway yards. French and English sort of coexisted. Montreal is, for people who don't know... (laughs) Is cold in the winter, a lot colder than Toronto, where I've lived for the last 25, 30 years. There's a lot more snow and it piles up. But what I remember, the school that we had to go to, I'm part of an Irish Catholic family, uh, was St. Brendan's Elementary School. And it was about 10 blocks away. And from the first day of school, first day I ever went there, my mother walked me to school the first day. But every day thereafter, we used to walk the 10 blocks to school and walk back. No matter how cold it was, no matter what, how much snow was piling up or whether it was a hurricane-like blizzard uh, coming by, we walked to school. I don't remember ever missing a day of school because, it was because of the weather. We had to walk to school. Now, maybe we did miss some days, maybe the school, but there was no easy way to communicate with people that schools were closed down, I guess, But I don't remember school ever being closed for winter. We had to walk alone, or my brother and I would walk, but usually we'd leave at different times because we didn't uh, necessarily get along all that well all the time, so we'd leave at different times. You know, ice would freeze up around our toques or whatever we were wearing, and I don't know whether it was universal amongst all kids at that time, but my mother used to dress us in what are called britches, and they were a pant that was sort of baggy around the around the, the thigh and the waist. And then it would narrow down around the leg. And you have these socks that you pulled up over the, over the leg. I, I don't know whether they were warmer or not, but they didn't bother me. But it was peculiar when you think back as to what it would have looked like if you'd seen the kid walking around britches. If you saw one today, you'd think it was odd. And then we had hats with the toques and a hat that flapped over the ears. But I, I remember it fondly, but compared with today when, from what I hear, people don't let their kids walk anywhere. And in those days, you just, out the door you went and off you went, and it seemed perfectly fine. Uh, we're talking about the 1940s, early 1950s. I'm 75 years old, so there was more of a sense that kids could be more independent, I think, than they are today from what, my observation. Biggest risk of walking around, walking to school, was uh, you had to walk past a French school on the way to the English Catholic school. And every now and then there'd be, there'd be they, the, the French kids would taunt, taunt the, walk, the English kid walking by and call him a mozi bloke. I have at home, there's a particular painter whose name now escapes me, who paints uh, these Montreal city scenes in winter. What I have at home is in... Uh, in winter, and it's of the outside staircases and uh, and, and people walking huddled, and it's it's really it's it's really a unique visual image that you see of Montreal with those out 
door staircases with the snow piled up on them. Reporter Jake Edmiston had the luck of growing up with a very, very convenient skating rink. And unlike Christy Blatchford, he really enjoyed skating. Though their stories do have one thing in common, rink dads. I grew up in Oakville, Ontario, just outside of Toronto. As a kid, there was always an event. It was always, you know, winter was coming because my dad had these, like, rickety big pieces of plywood that he would stick into our backyard to make this big sort of rink. Our, Our winter was based around the rink. We spent a lot of time in the backyard. We loved it, and I don't think he would have put the effort in if we didn't, but it was definitely something he obviously loved a lot, too. It was a good rink. It was big. It was like probably the size of one, probably from like, like you know, from the, from, of a regular rink, it was probably the size of the blue line down, but um, it felt huge for, for me. I was, it was a, like, we had to, it was to the point like where my parents had to send some of the older kids home because like the, the like smack of pucks on the boards were, was like keeping people up at night. It sort of did like on our like kind of crescent, my backyard was the place to be and my parents loved it they brought like my mom always made popcorn and hot chocolate and stuff for all the kids and like I had like all all of my sort of earlier memories of like there was a sort of a back stairs that led to the back door to go out into the backyard where the rink was and so everybody would just sit on the stairs and put their skates on and like the carpet was all chewed up in the back there and our backyard was a yeah it was a, it was a hub it was the place to be it would go like I don't know probably like till nine ten my dad had a like a like a little like chimney fire pit that uh him and all like the dads would stand around and yeah it would it would go till like late and it was most nights it, it got to the point where it wasn't it wasn't like a knock on the back fence and say hey can we come over it was just like oh that you know so and so's from down the street is here because it was it was sort of like an open door policy until you know people would be there shooting pucks at the back boards everybody used it i have two siblings my brother and my younger sister who was littler but but still used it and my my dad would skate occasionally my cousins would come over buddies in the neighborhood who would come over buddies from school who would come over I like I don't remember it not being there I do miss it just dawns on me now winter sort of just sort of sneaks up on me rather than you know my dad spending an entire Saturday laying like struggling with a tarp to make sure it's straight and putting the tarp down and then plywood boards and and I don't have a signal for it anymore. I just, that rink was, it, it was, it was something really kind of special. I, I um, feel really lucky to have had it. For some people, winter is a novelty. Joe O'Connor, a reporter who's appeared on Snow Life a number of times, moved here from Australia as a small child. He was only three and a half, but his introduction to winter had a lasting impact. I don't remember this exactly, but I do remember um, arriving in Toronto and and it was overcast and cold. I hadn't seen snow. It was all new to me. I don't know if I can remember the first snowfall, but I can remember becoming sort of aware of snow and, and, and conscious of it. And the memory that sticks out for me really is is one of the things that we brought to Canada with us from Australia was an Australian-born golden retriever. And what we would do is, when I remember that first winter, I remember piles and piles of snow. Of course, I was at the perspective then of a little person, but but I remember snow heaped up on uh, Glenrose Avenue in Toronto and having a red sled from Canadian Tire and tying the sled around our dog's neck 
and I have two older sisters and, and, and our, and our dog, she, I don't know if she liked this or not, but she did it. She would run up and down, uh, Glen Rose Avenue pulling us in the sleigh. That is sort of my memory. My first sort of, this is what snow is like, and I can feel it and it's fluffy and it's soft and, uh, it's a happy memory. I don't know if I surprised so much by, by winter. I was more just amazed and, and pleased and three and a half and full of that sort of uh, wonder of that age, right? It was, I was exploring things. Winter was surprising and full of like, it was full of discovery. It's been interesting actually in the last few years, and I had never done this before, but when it's cold, uh, January, February cold, uh, every once in a while, I'll wear uh, uh, long johns under my pants uh, on my way to work, and I feel somehow that I've been defeated a little bit by winter, or maybe I'm just getting old and, and becoming a bit of a baby. So I think I'm a little more aware of the cold than I was when I was younger, but I still look forward to that first snow. I love more than anything putting on my skates and ice skating. The fact that I never touched snow or, or until I was almost four years old has something to do with this kind of lasting sense of, of wonder I have uh, 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 that I attach to winter. So I think there's something to be said about starting off in life without a winter in your life because then it's something that you're going to find, it's something you're going to experience. Uh, you're going to stick out your tongue and you're going to feel a snowflake land on it. And that can be wonderful at age three and a half or at age 47, which I am today. And I haven't lost that sense of, isn't it a miracle? The snow's falling from the sky. That's it for this week. Snow Life is produced by me, Monica Rosecca. Sound work, show theme, and logo by Bryce Hall, and technical support by John Richardson. If you have any winter stories to share, reach out to us on Twitter or Facebook. You can subscribe to Snow Life on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Be sure to let us know what you think by leaving us a review. Thanks for listening.